Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues today. Bloomington, Indiana is our home, and we're going to talk with Jeff Shu and Sarah Kingby and the Stingers after we talk about Landry Amps. Now, I'm going to get a little technical here, so if you, if you get lost in tech, then I'm sorry, but it's just the way it is. Are you a 30-amp guy? Because I've got a 50, I've got a 100-watt, and I've got some practice 30s, but the 30 from Landry Amps beats everything I own. It's the LS30. It came to Bill Landry by taking the red channel from his 100-watt LS100G3 and made one channel a low-wattage EL34-powered amp. After building his prototype, he divided the one channel into two channels with a shared stack. As it turned out, they worked together nicely and bright switches, separate gain controls, master volumes on both channels, bam, you get the LS30 from Landry Amps with all the goodness of the EL34s. All this and barely over 25 pounds. The LS30 from Landry Amps. Check them out on YouTube, Landry Amps at YouTube or their website, www.landryamps.com. So our guests, Jeff and Sarah, King B and the Stingers, I got to tell you this first of all, and I should have said this before. So my background, uh, I was in radio for about 10 years, and then I was in pest control for about 25 years. Sponsored my son's Little League uh, baseball team, and we were the Stingers. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I, I wish I'd have known you guys back then. You guys, we could, you guys are probably yeah. about the same age, so I guess you couldn't really like be the, the house band of the, of the, of the baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> i guess are you both from uh from bloomington or from indiana or what i am from bloomington um i was born in boston but i've been here since i was about three years old oh wow jeff's up north <laughs> yeah i grew up near chicago uh the uh, michigan city indiana which is okay. a little confusing <laughs> but it's yeah it's right on the border <laughs> right by lake michigan so, and uh michigan city indiana indiana on the of illinois <laughs> <laughs> on the border, on the border of Michigan and Illinois, basically, <laughs> like yeah. So, you well, know, if you lay down the right way, you could be in all three states at once, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You can see, you can see like Michigan, you know, to the right, and then to the left, you can see the Chicago skyline, kind of. I got gotcha. That's kind of, <laughs> kind of cool. And how did you meet? How did you? Meet? And how did you meet? But you're not like you're not together. You're just in a band together, right? No, actually, yeah, we've. <laughs> We've known each other for a while, um, but Ten years maybe I don't know. Yeah, Definitely you know the definitely. Bloomington and Brown County blues scenes. You know they have a lot of the same characters, and you sort of see the uh. same people. And there's been a blues jam um, around here for a long time, and then Jeff like sort of revamped it. And um, so you you kind of you you are around the same people quite a bit, but. Um, yeah. But we sort of had an emergency situation when we were filming a music video and needed um, <laughs> someone to come in and play some bass. And it actually ended up being the day he joined the band. And so we, we called Jeff up. We we're like, hey, can you come pretend to play a song that you that you don't know? And he said, absolutely. <laughs> Put on a suit and he showed up and uh, and the rest That's is fun. history. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was actually in the recording studio with uh, Dane Clark, who is John Mellencamp's drummer. <laughs> oh, really? I want to go fully Indiana here because uh, <laughs> our, our, you know, our, our biggest musician is probably John Mellencamp, yeah. uh, at least in Bloomington. So 
I was in the studio with Dane Clark up in Anderson, Indiana with our harmonica player, Mark Martins. And I, we had been like there for a week and I'd stayed over and I was like, Oh, it's so nice to be home. And I get a call like, Hey, can you come be in this music video? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah. are, are you King B Jeff? No, that's a longer story, which I'll let Sarah tell most of, but uh, her dad is actually King B. Oh, really? And yeah, that's where the name comes from. So um sarah why don't you yeah well tell me how, tell me who the band is then because i have two of you i guess so, yeah so the so there's six of six of us in total oh wow um okay. so it's jeff on bass i'm on vocals and sometimes train whistle and uh <laughs> we've got mark Carnes on harmonica and we have paul carafa on drums matt boat is our lead guitarist and wes scrimshire is our b3 organ and keys player and uh but the band started actually about I, I don't know 15 or 16 years ago now um oh, wow yeah it started actually as a two-piece called king b um and then they added a drummer and the drummer it was the drummer's idea to add in the stingers for the rest of the right, band right. But actually it, it comes from the song I'm a, I'm a king b people always ask at gigs why isn't it queen b in the stingers and you know my my uh scripted answer is that you know, n not only am I not the original King B, and I like the history of that. I like the question. I think it's an interesting conversation, but also it's not, it didn't come from bees. It came from um, a blues song. So Muddy Waters, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so just say, say, it's not my fault. Blame Muddy Waters. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> he got it wrong. I didn't get it wrong. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, my, my dad started the band. Um, 16 years ago and he was the lead singer and harp player until about five or six years ago um and i had sort of sat in with the band uh, a couple times here and there um and then i took over full time and um and the lineup has changed um quite a bit actually oh. um you know things come up family obligations uh, but i think we have an awesome lineup right now and we're having a lot of fun playing a lot of festivals so so you started yeah, well, singing with the band when what you were five is that what you're saying five years old <laughs> no i'm 29 so uh okay. i started singing with the band when i i was probably 15 or 16 yeah. the time i sang with the band oh, cool. video of it buried on the internet somewhere <laughs> did you sing all through high school yeah i was a show choir kid i was in choir about 10 years so How about yeah. you jeff did you have did you play band in high school or did you play i always ask this you play yeah band or in a band <laughs> uh, i was both um i i played in marching band i played saxophone and i played oh, in jazz wow. band and concert band yeah. i never actually i never did a choir um but and then i had a bunch of you know garage bands as a teenager uh -huh. but the main one we were called chunk and the goonies <laughs> it was I was chunk. Alternate band name. <laughs> gotta love it, man. Gotta love the band names. Next month, up, next month, I've got a couple of guys on that are both like into like old style blues, like going way back, like Leadbetter yeah. and you know, mm -hmm. blind everybody, you know, yeah, blind yeah. this and blind that and fast and hot and lightning this, whatever. <laughs> and uh, we got talking about nicknames, and his nickname is Catfish. It's Catfish Keith. He's over in Iowa, and he's uh pretty prominent in that area uh yeah he's, up, heard actually, he's, up, he's up for a grammy actually this year oh that's yeah, cool. yeah pretty cool and i guess so uh, <laughs> i got sidetracked because the, what was it what and the goonies 
Uh, chunk. Chunk, <laughs> yeah, chunk. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, did you ever branch out and sing with somebody other than uh, King B and the Stingers? Yeah, I had bands in high school. Um, I was in, well, actually, earlier than that, I was in a, a blues band called um, Sad Sam Blues Jam, um, which got confusing because people always thought it was a jam and it never was. Um, <laughs> but that was me and a bunch of other 16-year-olds, um, and it was fun, but, you know, 16-year-olds are 16-year-olds. So that um, ended. And then um, I was in a band called Rite of Spring um, with some of my friends who are in freaking awesome touring bands now but um we played sort of indie like indie folk music yeah. um I did a lot of writing and that was really fun and then uh and then i i start i have played in a duo with my dad james taylor Nora jones kind of stuff for a long time yeah. and sort of transitioned into into king b from that and jeff what about you do you do vocals too or are you just strictly bass yeah I, i'm also a singer um I've been, I've been a front person in a lot of different bands and I actually enjoy this band that, uh, number one, that Sarah gets to sing because she's a, one of the most <laughs> amazing singers I know, but also it's just fun to just sit back, you know, and be the bass player. Do you, uh, do you, you have six pieces. Do you have horns? We don't have horns. We have friends that play yeah. horns. In fact, our keyboard player, um, went to Berkeley College of Music and got in with his saxophone oh. and um and I've been pestering him to play saxophone at our gigs for a long time. Actually have <laughs> him go have him move over to trombone or trumpet and then have Jeff move in cuz have, <laughs> <sax. laughs> yeah. we'll have everyone play dual instruments. That's and, right. Well, oh, you know, you yeah. can play the bass while you're, you know, just have a have a have your <laughs> yeah. saxophone on. Yeah. I think that'll work. Right. <laughs> I, I like the idea. Yeah, I I feel like I would it would take me several months to be able to play saxophone again because I haven't yeah. in, in a few years. But yeah, <laughs> I would be I, game. It'll definitely be a spectacle if nothing else. So do you play? <laughs> do you play Bloomington? Do you play Columbus? Do you play Terre Haute? Do you play uh, all over the state, or you stay pretty much in a few like three or four county area, or what? I, kind of all over recently. Um, yeah. We're playing at the um, Key Palace Theater. That's way up north um, in, a, in a month or so. And um, we played over in Cincinnati and Louisville. We played quite a bit in Louisville. Um, mm. We're playing in Madison coming up. Um, wow. Play a lot in Brown County. What else we got, Jeff? <laughs> so what's, a, what's a King Bee set look like? Is it a three-hour set usually? Four hours? What do you guys do? Two it hours? totally depends. Um, yeah. We do, you know, uh, if we're doing a bar gig, it's usually longer, three hours or so, but festivals usually 60 or 90 minutes. Oh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're trying to, I mean, the bulk of our bookings, you know, especially from like june through november our festival so that's what we prefer for you know with yeah. with it being you know if you can play a 60 or 90 minute show it's a lot more fun usually than yeah you know Just playing till one in the morning. i've done the three and four hour thing and yet on that last hour you're like you're talking more between songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the solos are taking a little bit longer yeah, yeah. that's where that's usually the drum solo comes in you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now yeah. the music we're going to listen to today is this all original music or these old standards or old uh classics or or which yeah original. Original. 
Yep. So who does your writing then, Sarah? Do you, do you or does your dad or do you both? Jeff, and I, Jeff and I do quite a bit of it. It's it, really? it is also it's totally collaborative, you know, like a lot of the time we'll bring, you know, the skeleton, like the bones of a song to the group and everyone uh-huh. fits in their, their you know, parts. And, and then every time we play it at a show, we hone it a little bit more. Um, yeah uh yeah it's i mean it you know it, it obviously varies sometimes jeff will bring full songs to the group that are um yeah done and and but i mean every every original song we play completely transforms the more we play it live um which is just sort of the nature of the beast i guess um it's, and it's like the most fun part but <laughs> are your shows mixed with originals and covers or is it all originals depends on the length i think um you're doing you know, a two-hour show two-hour show it'll be you know 70 percent originals 80 percent originals uh-huh. um you know it also depends on the crowd some sometimes people you know for us as organizers will you know ask for some covers um but uh but yeah we try to we try to do our own stuff as much as we can Johnny Lee Hooker had this thing years and years ago that when he would do a concert, he would hang a banner up that said, no Mustang Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Lives on. Yeah. Just- <laughs> I are, there, <laughs> are there songs that, that you just cringe but have to play? Honestly, Mustang Sally. <laughs> I mean, Mustang Sally, but we don't have to play. You know, right. we'll say if, if people request songs like that, we'll say put $100 in the tip jar and we'll think about it. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> answer. But this guy does all originals. And uh, and somebody came up and requested a song. He goes, do you take requests? It was it was an open mic jam night thing. These guys take requests. They pulled up his CD. He goes, buy this CD, go listen to it, and then I'll take any request off this CD. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll say we'll take requests off the set list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had some weird ones over the years. Like, uh, I don't know if it was this band or not, but I remember one time someone asked if we could play uh, TLC Waterfalls. I was like, oh my God. So have, you, have you been listening to what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what this vibe is at all? You know what's funny, though? You take that idea and you, we laugh about it now, but show up with that at practice someday and blues it up you know <laughs> right we, you know, done we, do have, we do have a history of making some weird songs into blues yeah. songs we have a michael jackson cover in the set that we've made into a blues song which one it, um the way you make me feel no kidding mm-hmm, yeah it's a it's on the new album actually that's the only cover on the new album and uh and then way back in the day um our one of our old guitarists he he um put a britney spears song to like a one four five. Oh Let's wow uh hit me baby one more hit time, one more time. yeah and <laughs> honestly, i heard that done by a punk band it, yeah it can be cool i will say it's a lot better when my dad does it it's weird when i do it when he does it it's awesome yeah. <laughs> when i do it well, yeah i've never played that one with you I've, that was before my time <laughs> it's funny man just, like, jeff is, is like ear to ear is? with a grin on his face just thinking about that i think <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it is funny well this first song of yours we're going to play contrary to the word was that a collaboration or was that one that one of you wrote and brought to the band or what that was a I, pretty uh, death song, right? Yeah, I think I wrote all of that pretty much. Okay. I remember right. Is this I, one of those things Jeff where you like it, Jeff brings what, it written and then and then I if and then if I if the 
syllables are weird or something, I change words here and there and I, you know, I make it more singable, but right. The yeah, the rhythm pattern, the rhythmic pattern has got to be right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, Cause I know that, that sometimes when you come to a new band, Jeff, from an old band or old bands and you've had mm -hmm. original music, it's not unusual to say, Hey, I did this song with our old band. What do you want to do? Or do you guys want to try it out? Because sometimes the songs that you write, I've written some crap. I really have. <laughs> I'm very proud to announce that I've written quite a bit of crap in my time, but I've written one or two songs that, uh, that I think with a band setting might be a little bit different or with somebody else's input, maybe tweaking it a little bit. Like you were saying, Sarah, maybe change the, the, the lyric line here or there, and maybe change a word here or there. It would work, but is that what you have done with some of your music then, Jeff? You've like played it with these other bands, like, uh, yeah drudge and the goonies or whatever <laughs> i uh so one of the, the the first time i ever worked with king being the stingers was i think seven or eight years ago and i had a song that i was doing in another band and it's called you're all i need and it's on the first album that i'm not on with king being the stingers but um you know they took that song and and kind of made it their own yeah and um now more or less now with the band i write quite a bit and you know, Wes writes and Sarah, everyone kind of writes anyway. So we're, we're just kind of looking at new stuff now for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm writing something, you know, I just wrote a song today and, um, it's, I, I write maybe a song or two a week, you know, kind of a deal. And wow. so I have a big catalog where it's just like, Hey, do I think this will be good for this band? Um, and so I'm always just kind of moving forward, you know, with, right. with what we're doing and yeah. Well, it's like, like in performance, you know, the more you perform, the more you hone that craft and the mm -hmm. same with songwriting, the more you write, the more you're able to present more to the band and the more you're able to tweak it and say, I, I want to do it this way because I know that uh, the harp player is going to be able to do something right here with this piece or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big part of it for sure. Um, and it, like Sarah said, I love collaborating, you know, with everyone. When I say I wrote the song, I mean, you have to include everyone in the band, I think, right. on that, too, because it's like, yeah, I came up with the idea and, and sometimes the lyrics, but it's a really good team effort. You know, Sarah um, has written uh, melodic parts as well as, as lyrics. And, um, you know, our drummer, Paul, is a great vocalist, and he's more than just a drummer, I guess I should say, you know, he's a... Right. Uh, basically everyone in the band you can come to and say you know you could look at everyone and say they really are contributing something to the song that makes the song what it is so gotcha. it's so That's interesting true. because like we we especially on this album that we're about to release we were writing it and recording it during covid and so we weren't playing at all and it's you can tell because now we'll go back and listen and be like, oh man, that's so slow. Like these recordings <laughs> are so slow because they've transformed so much in the past few years when we, we have gotten back to playing them on stage. Uh -huh. I think that that is like, like something that I really want to implement with like the new stuff that we're writing. Like we are like, there's stuff that has, is not recorded at all, probably four or five songs that we've been playing live a whole bunch and they've, they've taken on this this new life and i think that like that is so important when you go into recording studio being happy with the final result is right. like 
like having this like real grasp on it. But really what's more important is it gives you something to talk about next year on the Music of America podcast. Yes, it's really, not. You know, it's really <laughs> yeah. not about you guys. It's all about me, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> having said that, <laughs> King B and the Stingers, our guest today in the Music of America podcast, we're going to listen to one of their songs right now called Contrary to the Word. Stingers from Bloomington, Indiana, here on the Music of America podcast, River Ridge Farm, Vermont's recreation lover's dream, is a gorgeous vacation rental nestled in the Green Mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farms is an escape to everything wonderful that Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of fields with mountainous views, pasture, a pond, and a tree-lined river frontage. Go on out and enjoy a spot right there in the heart of Green Mountain State of Vermont. Along with the multiple nearby ski and mountain resorts, breweries, biking trails, and other tourist attractions, this spot is unique due to the multiple mountain views and the resident farm animals. Set it up with Diana, the host, the owner and the host, about going in and going on the interaction with the pets, specifically the pigs. I took my grandson out to pet pigs and two and a half years old, you thought he he was the king. He was the king. He just loved it. It was so much fun. Another option is just do a farm stay. It's a comfortable modern farmhouse. It sleeps about 11 guests easily. There's enough space there to throw events or just kick back, relax, rejuvenate in a beautiful Vermont landscape. Check them out. 
River Ridge Farm. Now they're on Facebook. And if you check them on Facebook, you have to check them out by looking for River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville, because there's uh, 20, 30 River Ridge Farms throughout the country. The other option is go through Airbnb, River Ridge Farms, Vermont's Recreation Lover's Dream. The next song we're going to talk about, I've been waiting for this all day. (laughs) (laughs) I listen to dozens of new music every single day somebody will say i want to be on the podcast they'll send me some songs i'll listen to it and when i see a title or something that looks like something else and i start anticipating that it's going to be their variation of a cover like we were talking about the you know the um michael jackson song whatever don't move so fast immediately made me think daddy don't you run so fast which came out at the same time or same era as a song called want ads all right. And this song triggered want ads in my head. Cuz there's there's a, a there's a rhythmic pattern to it. There's a uh-huh. lyrical pattern to it. Not the whole song, just one little bit, but that one little bit was like enough of a hook to make me think about and what's funny? Want ads was done by a band called Honeycomb. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Isn't that great. So here we are, King B and the Stingers, and we got a song that sounds like a song done by a band called Honeycomb. I mean, how bizarre is that? <laughs> I know, I know that song. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Experience and love for weeks. I, expe- oh wait, no, that's one edge. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. One edge. That's it. One edge. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, who wrote "Don't Move So Fast"? Was that a, again a collaboration? Or is that another Jeff song? That was a Sarah and Jeff song, I think, right, Sarah? Okay. Lyrics, and I think that, was this the song that we sped up, like a bass line that we had from another song forever ago? Or is that something different? No, yeah. that was a different song. That was a different one. That was one yeah. set. Of, yeah. Yeah, one set of man. We actually slowed down. It was really fast. Slowed down, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, I, I came up with the idea, and I'm a big, you know, it's like a 70s soul and funk fan. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's where the inspiration comes for sure but so when we're at shows a lot of times um you know like the band is packing up and then sarah is out like signing autographs or talking to people and so um there were many times where i would notice this and there'd just be like a line of guys (laughs) and you know like like sarah marry me (laughs) there's you know (laughs) and so that's where it was the idea like hey you know Really? Like, don't move so fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is- and then yeah. Sarah ran with it, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, that was kind of the vibe from the whole song. That's like, you know, I mean, th- the lyrics are pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> does does that become an issue with you, Sarah? Because, you know, you're... Oh, I mean, you know, I, I'm pretty confident in my ability to get out of a, a conversation yeah. that I don't want to be in. And also... I'm in a band with a bunch of guys that are older than me. Not uh-huh. that much older, Jeff, but older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by, by... With these older guys, and I'm like, Sarah, I'm 10 years older than you. <laughs> I have to be very careful with what I see. The band used to be a whole lot older than me, and the and the ages were, you know, younger and younger. Right. The band is getting younger and younger. So I have to be careful with what I say. But I have <laughs> I've you know, I've never been in a situation that I couldn't get out of. I guess <laughs> you get drawn to playing more contemporary music when you've got, because your song, your songs are very m- much blues, you know, and there's 
just nothing new that's happened really in the blues because it's all one, four, five, you know, <laughs> everything is based in pentatonics basically, you know, so there's not a whole lot of, it's, it's, it's a fun creative jamming, jamming expression when, I mean, my, my email is bugman blues. Okay. When my buddies come over and we jam, that's what we do. We'll play some old, like Stevie Ray Vaughan or you know, maybe some, you know, smokestack lightning or something like that, Freddie King, stuff like that, you know, just for fun. But do you ever get tempted to say, I want to play something from the 21st century? <laughs> I mean, our, so our, our, you know, our, genre has sort of shifted a bit from i mean this used to be straight roadhouse blues bands strict uh, yeah all 145 or maybe a all one just stay on the one <laughs> yeah no, which i'm not i'm not trying to i'm not trying to put down 145 it's it's a lot of fun and like you know we go to the blues jam every week and we play 145 and it's a blast and you can jam on it forever um but our our genre has has shifted, you know, into more sort of funk and soul, and um, especially with this new stuff that's not released. Um, and I think that sort of fills our. I mean, you know, some. I I don't necessarily feel the urge to play things from the twenty first century or the or more popular. Yeah, stuff yeah. that's never yeah, really been. You know the my personal vibe but you know we get to play around sometimes like you know we get to transform some covers into into cool stuff like that michael jackson one uh -huh. i know that's not a current song but, um well no but, yeah, i'm we thinking like i'm picturing you guys doing your own version of like uptown funk and that could be fun <laughs> yeah you know yeah, yeah. It could be fun <laughs> And I think that that's that's more of the way that we're going. So if like it was 21st century, I guess that would be it would be like I don't know, like old school funk done in a slightly more modern way. I guess. Right. Maybe. Right. Yeah. It seems like yeah. uh, modern music is all there's so much more technical stuff and so, so much more process stuff. So, I mean, what uh, what you used to need a band to do now, you can just bring a phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it ain't got the same soul as the song says, right? No. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. just uh, we saw Bobby Rush play, and he was oh, he, he, he was just turning ninety. And I actually got to hang out with him backstage, and he was the nicest person I've ever met. But at ninety years old, put on the best show, you know. I mean, there's no way a phone could replace Bobby right. Rush. That, that's yeah. like a great reminder when you see that, where you're like, that was so just. Incredible. I mean. Yeah, yeah, and he it was like 108 degrees with the heat index, and he, had he was a wearing suit, a sequin suit jacket on the whole show. Played like an hour and a half. It was oh my great. gosh, <laughs> yeah. And that's, he's 90. That's amazing. That's the yeah. fun part about playing festivals because yeah. then you get to see a lot of people like that. Like we're just there playing, and then oh hey, Bobby Rush. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny that that now you're talking about Bobby Rush, and the next song we're going to talk or we're going to play here is. Don't move so fast, Bobby. <laughs> Don't move so fast, Bobby. Oh, get that song to him. <laughs> Call his agent. <laughs> so let's, let's give it a listen to. We're with King B and the Stingers. The next song we're going to listen to is a song called Don't Move So Fast. Baby, I 
so fast. Our guest today, Jeff and Sarah from King B and the Stingers of Bloomington, Indiana. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, who, you know, I don't like cats. I mean, I've had cats. I don't like them. But now, wait a minute, maybe I would be able to like them again. Kitty's Litter Box, a new innovation to the litter box, takes away a lot of what I didn't like about cats, mainly the litter box. Kitty's Litter Box is a completely biodegradable litter system that eliminates the hassle of cleaning out the litter box. You open it, after Kitty's done her business for you know, maybe a month or so, you simply close the box and throw it away. None of the extra cleaning of a litter box, none of the clumps that get stuck to the sides, and all the gross stuff you have to do with, with a litter box. You just fold it away and fold it up and throw it away. I love that idea. So if you love your cat, you're going to love your cat maybe just a little bit more now with Kitty's Litter Box, available at kittieslitterbox.com. All lowercase, no hyphens, no underscores, just kittieslitterbox.com. It's perfect. You like cats, Sarah, huh? Yeah, mine's sitting right over there. Yeah. She heard you. She, wasn't, she didn't like it. <laughs> I, I had I had cats. I had cats. My kids had cats. We had chinchillas, but I'm just, I'm a dog guy. Yes, we had chinchillas. A funny story, and I don't want to bore everybody with this. We had chinchillas, and we made sure we got two males. 
and then we went to went on vacation and we came back and one of our males wasn't i'll just say it that way we had little <laughs> baby chinchillas running around <laughs> those are the what like for every hair follicle they have like a hundred hairs coming out like the softest animal on the planet it's the softest animal on the planet yeah, yeah. their chinchillas are awesome <laughs> Yeah, but you, they really, really, really need to be handled by people if you want to have them as a pet. Because if you don't, yeah. if you don't handle them all the time, then they're in, intimidated and they get out and they go running just like any other rodent. They're running and they're hiding because they're thinking everybody's a predator. Do you have pets, Jeff? Yeah, I, I have a lot of pets. I have uh, four dogs and two cats. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> my my wife, uh, we bought a big farmhouse about five years ago and... Um, she, you know, she's always wanted to rescue animals, and we're, so we're we're so that place now. Acquiring dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, I've set the limit now. I, I, I've put my foot down that we are not getting any more animals at the house. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what's um, what's what's the blues market like where you guys are? I think, sir. I think when in the the pre-interview you were saying it's you all kind of know each other, so it's kind of a smallish community. Is it? Is that accurate? Or yeah, we have Indiana University here in Bloomington, so um, there's a. It's one of the top five music schools in the world. And, oh wow! Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's a, there's a ton of musicians. A lot of people move here to go to IU, and then they never leave. You know, that's what I did. I I've been here for 21 years, I think, or something like that. And um, and so yeah, and then you know, Indianapolis and Louisville are really close, and Chicago is really not that far away. So. Yeah. Uh, where I grew up, you know, near Chicago, the blues scene, that's all there was really back in the 90s. And uh, it was like, it was blues or the Grateful Dead. Those were the two things. I really <laughs> and then there were some hardcore and punk bands, but that was, that was really it. And, um, you know, that, that transferred when I moved to Bloomington as well. There's um, a very vibrant blues scene here that um, the blues jam that I'm running now started about 40, 50 years ago um you yeah, know, tell me about that so it died and then you re revitalized it or what yeah it was kind of going out um there was a, a venue here in town that closed and um the last you know year or two that they were open there weren't as many people going so for the blues jam there just weren't many people signed up and um it was gonna basically fade away at that point and when they closed you know i had a, a town meeting i got everyone together and said hey um I actually, there was a survey that I had people fill out, you know, how to, how to move forward. And, uh, that was about five years ago. And, um, now it's going really, really strong, you know, it's every Tuesday and we alternate between a couple of venues around here. Um, actually a couple plan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Like the youth part of it is so much fun. Um, yeah. that's, that's something we really encourage. Uh, that's how I got into it. You know, when I was, about 12 i went to my first blues jam i my friend's dad was a drummer and he took us all and uh, i've pretty much been doing it ever since <laughs> so. so sarah what is your style who do you emulate as a as a blues vocalist would you say like if i closed my eyes and i heard you singing with king b and the stingers who am i going to think i'm listening to I mean, and don't say don't say michael jackson it's <laughs> michael <laughs> um <laughs> That's the hardest question to answer about yourself. To, I mean, honestly, I I love, I, you know, I love Beth Hart. Um, she's one of my Amazing. favorite 
favorite singers. Yeah. Um, I love Etta James. Um, uh, Danielle Nicole, if you know her from Trampled Underfoot, she's a pretty, she's a badass. Um, you like kind of a, when you're doing a song, you get in like a zone and you almost kind of channel what you think they might, you know, kind of like try and channel that energy that they have. I would say that I try to channel, I mean, I'm not, I'm trying to emulate these, these people with these voices that I, I love, mm -hmm. but I think that, you know, if, if it was all trying to emulate somebody else, I think that that would, it would lose some of its, um, some of the purpose of it or yeah. you know if it makes any sense you know i i think that if it sounds too much like Etta james and you're just my or imitating her and it's right yeah. yeah yeah to to reference her i think is amazing we do i'd rather go blind which is one of my favorite songs of all Both time song, to listen yeah. to and and to sing um and um beth hart's version of it i was um, just gonna say uh, beth hart's version amazing, of it just yeah. knocks it out of the park yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so so i i do try but especially with with um original music um and especially with the songs that i've written the lyrics to you know it's it's really personal and and um you know whether or not people know what i specifically wrote it about i i try to i try to be in it every time and to and to channel the emotion that i felt writing it and and what i wrote about and hopefully people can yeah. you know relate to it or um get something from it um so yeah i guess that's my that's that's probably more along the line i was saying that really channeling them but channeling uh their uh their feel of a song mm -hmm. you know the emotion yeah. of a song and then like how would Etta do this or how would i you know because because mm -hmm. when you do it you, you put your own on it anyway you know yeah but sometimes the, you, like uh ella i used to listen to ella all the time she's just got so yeah. much power uh, Coco Taylor. Oh, look at that. <laughs> this is audio only, but you showed me a picture. Oh, of Bella. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, yeah, uh, Coco Taylor, it's another one. You know, yeah. another one. Just, like, she's just got so much power. And so sometimes when I sing, I, I think I'll think of a phrase or something. I'll think, how would such and such, you know, maybe For Helen sure. Wolf would do it like this. And I kind of think maybe I could try and emulate that or put his spin on my voice. Doing it. Does that make sense? Does that it yeah. totally does. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the way that BB King and Helen Wolf had the, they would do these little runs, you yeah. know, they had these huge voices that didn't seem very like agile. And then they would do these like runs inside the line. Yeah. I love, I love all of that. And, and, and like Beth Hart's vibrato, I really, really love. I think uh -huh. that adds like, so much to it. And, and, um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, for me, it's, it's, I want to, I want to believe in what I'm singing and I want other people to, see that i believe in 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 the things that i'm saying right. and um in the lines that i'm singing and um and i want them to you know feel something from that i mean if you're getting on stage just to just to phone it in right <laughs> well the word the word since i've been doing this podcast the word that comes up so many times is genuine mm -hmm. or authentic yeah. and it's got to yeah. be genuine it's got to be authentic or you're not going to okay. enroll the audience they're not going to hear it jeff i had a question for you too because you're a mm -hmm. bass player right and, yeah and I think of most music uh, music writers, singer-songwriters, are either pianists or play guitar or vocalists mm -hmm. like Sarah. And although you sing, you're a bass player. I, 
I just wonder how do you come about with a melody coming from the bass instead of coming from like a a, a more lead instrument like a piano or guitar? Yeah, I actually normally hear all of the melody in my head. Like I usually write a song. I'll write a lot of songs without even an instrument in my hand. You know, where wow. it's like I can just. I, I, I've Sarah has gotten these ridiculous voice memos that I've sent to her before where <laughs> I'm singing all of the parts cause they're in my head and I have to get them out. <laughs> and so, you know, that's, that's more or less how I do it. And then, you know, I'll write it down on paper and chart it out. And, um, usually, you know, if there's lyrics chart it out with the lyrics and that kind of thing. And I also, yeah. you know, I, I play a little bit of guitar and, um, I have a piano around if I need it, but, uh-huh. um, more or less if i can figure out you know what the basic chords are i can even do that sometimes on my bass just you know figuring out what the root notes are and then going from there Um, and then if if i do and that's what goes back to the collaboration part you know if there's a part where it's like i'm hearing this one way but what are you hearing it so you know taking that matt or wes or whoever you know is in the band Um, paul sometimes is great with that too i've gone to paul's house and sat at his piano, which is really out of tune and tried to figure out. <laughs> but yeah, so it's slam. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things where there aren't a lot of bases that write, but you know, Willie Dixon, um, was one of the more famous bass playing songwriters, I guess. And there we're out there. There just aren't as many. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, there was there was that, that other guy named McCartney. He wrote a song or two, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I was just thinking of blues, but yeah, McCartney's okay. <laughs> he's, he's, okay. He's, he's written one or two, and then that guy Sting. He's written one or two songs, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the the last song we're going to hear from you guys, "Left Out in the Cold." Tell me about that. What's that song about? Uh, to be honest, I write some songs sometimes where I feed off of other people's energy. So sometimes there's a really um, I mean, sometimes they're, they're about me and, or, you know, or whatever Sarah's written some parts of it, but I know for that one, I remember, um, the concept of it was a story of a friend of mine that I won't be too specific about, but, um, you know, he had actually like, there was a girl that came to his house and, um, he would like, didn't want to let her in because they'd broken up and she was kind of like stalking him. And so, that was kind of the thought of that song when I wrote it. Was was the I left? Don't think I knew that. Yeah, 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 I did. I've never told anyone that actually, but <laughs> I, you know, it, it's a kind of thing. I have to be able to relate to it in some way, but also, you know, feeding off of other people's energies or like having a muse sometimes to write songs is nice as well. That's, that's <laughs> so funny because the 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 chorus of that song now that i know that story makes because jeff brought the chorus of that song and i wrote the verses around it and it yeah. makes so much sense now but i wrote the verses about a completely different situation but yeah, it, and that's, it, it works works together it worked out so much better yeah exactly yeah that's, yeah, that's so funny how that works well let's play it let's hear it and uh this is left out in the cold with king b and the stingers from bloomington indiana Don't know why I try staying. When you're here asking me to go, and you didn't say. 
When you're here begging me to go And you didn't say But I saw it on your face And now I know Our guest, King B and the Stingers from Bloomington, Indiana. And that song left out in the cold. Jeff, Sarah... This is my favorite part of the show because we call it, I, I just like how it's titled, Shameless Self-Promotion. So Love this it. is where you just get to like tell us how we can support you. Uh, we're in October, so you guys got shows, you got a CD coming out, anything like that, any uh, uh, merchandise that you sell on, where we can access your music to help support you. Tell us all that stuff. We, we have an album release coming out November 10th, which yeah. uh, you played this title track. Already. Yeah. Uh, um, it's the albums don't move so fast. Um, okay. So yeah, we're having an album release party in our area around Bloomington, Indiana, at the Porthole and at the Brown County Inn. That's November tenth and November eleventh. Mm -hmm. Sarah, why don't you tell them about the album release? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, more more generally, if you want to find our music, you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on any streaming site. Okay. Um, and there are some singles from the album that we're about to release that are out already. Um, and then the full thing will be out. In November. Um, if you want to support us and buy our music or buy our merch or learn more about us, you can go to our website, kingbeestingers.com. Um, there's also um, a, a spot to sign up for our newsletter. And sometimes we send those out, say hey, or just um, let you know what's going on with us. Um, so it's King B Stingers, not King, King B and yeah, the just Stingers. King just King B Stingers, Stingers yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's got, I have that know. in my notes, but I have to say that to make sure, you know. And it's got <laughs> in our it's got our electronic press kit too, if anyone is oh, trying okay. to us or get in contact with us. Um, and then uh if you are around Bloomington or this area, we're playing at Switchyard Park in Bloomington on um Friday, October 6th. Um and that's from seven to nine. If you're up north, we're playing the uh, Key Palace Theater on October seventh. That's in Red Key, Indiana, which that's is Red uh, Key, Indiana. Yeah. Um, and October thirteenth, we're playing a festival called Explore Brown County. That's in Brown County, Indiana. Um, we're headlining that from nine to ten thirty. Um, if you're in Louisville, October fourteenth, we're playing the Garvin Gate Blues Festival. We're super excited to be back there. Um, and by Louisville, you mean Louisville, Indiana, because you're not that far from Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. You are in Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, that's yeah, I want to be sure. Yeah, just two hours away from us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, that, and that'll be super, super fun. Garvin Gate is an amazing festival. Um, we're at the Slippery Noodle. Uh, nope. And <laughs> the, that's earlier. And uh, Madison, Indiana, November 4th at the Mad Hop Music Festival. That'll be really, really cool. So, yeah, we're around. Our, our full um, schedule is on our website and our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook. We're super active there. Yeah, I was um, going to say Facebook is probably the best social media to follow us on if you want to know what's going on. For I mean, sure. That's how I met you. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's through Facebook. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, good. Sounds like you guys got a lot. Any uh, any videos coming out or any uh, big big headliners or uh, that you're going to be opening for anything like that? Oh yeah, December second, we're playing. Um, it's called Amplify Nashville, and it's in Nashville, Indiana, not to be confused with Nashville, Tennessee. Um, okay. Little Nashville, they call it sometimes. Um, but it's a Brown County Music Center, which is a twenty two hundred person venue. Wow, um, and. 
um, it's a really cool event. It's to raise money for charity. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of up and coming bands. It's a showcase, you know, for bands that are possibly on the verge of, of breaking out. So, um, really excited about that one. And it doesn't hurt that you can put on your own, all your media now returning from Nashville. You know, <laughs> don't have to specify. Just just right. play Nashville. King Bee and yeah. the Stingers are now going to be at the Slippery Noodle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're, I guess that reminds me too. In January, we're hoping we're we're looking right now. There's uh, the International Blues Challenge in Memphis, and we're looking for some showcases to get on there. Um, oh, that'd be fun. We we played last year at the Women in Blues Showcase in Memphis, and uh-huh. uh, Alfred's on Beale, and it was just amazing. So. Um, we've uh, we've gone to semifinals there three times, so we're not no kidding. Back, but um, but hopefully we can get down there and play still. <laughs> That's fun. That's exciting. Well, gang, yeah. good luck to everybody. I mean, just we get to see meet two of you, but uh, the whole band uh, will be coming through Indiana mid November, so maybe we'll be able to to hook up and I'll catch oh, a great. show with you guys or something. Oh, yeah. I'll, we'll talk more That'd about awesome. that as we. That's awesome. Well, we've been with uh, King B and the Stingers from Bloomington, Indiana. Next up in the Music of America podcast, we travel to Deputy, Indiana and meet Bomar and Ritter. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.